In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram just doing my workout Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life is butter a carb? yes this is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I am on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Alexis. And I am here with Alexis Barber, who you all know because she's been here before. And she is going to be joining me as your co-host this week for both this episode and our Dear DST on Thursday or Wednesday if you're a subscriber. So welcome, Alexis. Thank you. I'm so excited. I've missed you all so much. It's been a wild ride of a year. So happy to be here. I know. I am thrilled to have you back. I feel like we need to start with just like an update. Like, how has your year been? What has changed in the past year? Oh my God. Literally every single thing in my life has changed in the past year, which is crazy. Um, The update is I live in New York. I work for YouTube. Um, I'm kind of a content creator on the side as well. I wouldn't say kind of. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I yeah. think I have like a crisis about it probably every week, but it's fine. Um, so Standard. life is great. Yeah. And I also don't count calories. So shout out to that. That is, that is amazing. So like, where, where are you on your like body eating journey is I guess kind of the next, the next question. For sure. It's, um, this is hard because I feel like a year out I look back at like how I was acting beforehand and like I can't believe that I just put so much mental space on like what I looked like. But um, at the same time, like I think as the world has reopened a little bit more, I still didn't like it's not like I like stopped dieting and all of a sudden felt perfect about my body all the time. Like I still have a lot of like insecurities and part of the intuitive eating journey does mean you gain weight. And so it was really like it's kind of been like very up and down um, and I don't want to like act like it's been like a really fun process, but it is very liberating. Right. Totally. I mean, I completely agree. Like I'm also in the same, you know, the same boat, like gained weight, but like there's so much more headspace. Mm. Um, what do you think has like kind of taken up that space for you that used to be where like dieting lived? Oh, that's, I think a lot of it has been about creating content. Like I wasn't really a content creator beforehand. And now it's kind of like realizing that so many people felt the same way that I did. Um, And so many people were like, sort of like chained to that thought that none of their um, contributions to society would be taken seriously unless they were skinny. And so for me, it's like showing up to show people that you can still 
do whatever you want, accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. And it still means something, even if you are not like society's idea of a perfect body is kind of more of what I put my energy to towards when I'm feeling insecure that day. Yeah. I mean, it totally, it totally makes sense. Do you, okay. Like, because you are making content about like body confidence, I mean, even though like body confidence is so elusive and Mm. Like, you could almost say, like, who even has that? Um, (laughs) And that, like, body neutrality is really what we kind of want to go for. Like, how do you deal with the, you know, sort of, like, the resulting spirals that come from, like, putting that out there? Because it is really vulnerable content. And, you know. Mm -hmm. The resulting spirals are are all – they happen often. Um, Sometimes I feel like if I was – skinnier or prettier that I would be I would like be further in my content creation like goals you know and so sometimes that leads me to feel like oh my god like what am I doing um just like being out there on the internet and people are mean like I made um a series of TikToks of like sort of getting dressed for the real world again and shopping and on a size six body and people can be very like mean in the comments and that results in a lot of spirals too. So I have them pretty often where I just feel frustrated, but I kind of always go back to the fact that whoever is like not enjoying my content or if someone isn't taking something away from it, then it's not for them. And I don't have to be for everybody. And that is probably the biggest learning of the last year is that the random middle-aged white ladies who followed me when, if, when all of this happened, like my content is not for them because I'm not in that stage of my life or that type of person. So if they don't like it or if they have something rude to say about it, then that's fine because it's not really for them. So for me, that's what's helped me the most in like those spirals of being like, either I'm having a vulnerability hangover or I'm frustrated by the way I'm being perceived by others. Right. I mean, I think you have amazing style and obviously like you're like, that is like I think you put together like great outfits. I love that you show what things like really look like. But I also feel I you know what you just said about how like I feel like if I looked more like, you know, the algorithms, you know, mm-hmm. closer to the algorithms, quote unquote, like unwritten standard of beauty, like maybe I would do better on social media. And honestly, like I think that too. Like I mm-hmm. I said it to you like last week. I was like if there was like a really hot girl explaining the news like so many more people would follow her just because she's yeah. like this really hot girl explaining exactly. the news. Like, but like, would the hot girl be explaining the news, or would the hot girl never think she needs to like, like, get into mm-hmm. something like of that intense substance because she could just show her body? No, because um, I think about yeah. this a lot. From remember in Real Housewives of Potomac, where someone says that like Giselle has like this pretty pretty girl syndrome where like she never had to dress well because she was always pretty i feel like it's that it's that for a lot of people who like didn't grow up with society's ideal of beauty is that or do grow up with society's idea of beauty they don't have to try as hard yeah i think that's i think that's totally true and like i also sort of think that like that's okay. Like, I think it is okay for, like, just very conventionally attractive to be people to be like, you know what, I am going to just make this my my thing. Like, yeah. I'm very I'm very gifted in the appearance space, and that's really 
what I'm going to like focus on and I'm going to focus on staying thin and Mm. maintaining my face and like all those things. Like that is something that has sort of like helped me understand that I don't need to do that. Like there are people in this world who like they were gifted with just like the perfect face or like the perfect body and like an easy time maintaining that. And like, I sort of think like, okay, well, like if those people want to like go be models and like, you know, capitalize off their looks like good for them like that they should go for that whereas like I sort of realized like that's not the hand I was dealt in this life like I was like like, I was not like I was never gonna be that person who was like gonna get by on her looks so like why invest in them why not invest in like these other assets that like I have but there is there was I think up until fairly recently, and I mean, you could argue that this still exists everywhere, that there's this like expectation that like, you need to have all the, you need to have your like good quality, like you need to be smart and Mm. fit and and, like good at something. And you need to also be really pretty and like maintain your figure and all these things. But it's like, actually like people who are doing other things, like maybe they don't need to prioritize that. I think about that with um, just my pure chaos that is my schedule. Um, And it's like, why do I spend all this time? I don't know, like investing in your health is one thing. So I'm never going to say like, I'm not going to work out because I am. Just when I work out, it's not for abs anymore. Um, And like, I feel like, why would I fight so hard for that if I could get it from other areas of my life? But the truth is, I feel like I, at the end of the day, like, kind of a survival mechanism to to want to look beautiful and because at this point in time that's what like gets you places and I think that's what we see with the BBL epidemic (laughs) that's everywhere at the moment which is like it's it makes sense that these girls are going after that because it seems like those people have beautiful incredible lives so the body and the body can get them there and can bring them that confidence but at the same time it's like realistically no amount of like pure happiness is going to come from like having your ass done although it can bring like happiness in the moment it's not going to like for your whole life I guess why do you think the BBL thing has caught on like to the extent it has oh there's so many thoughts I have about this I feel like it's caught on so much because it's kind it's pretty easily accessible um in in the way of like it's not it doesn't it's easier I guess to to some people than to what does it involve because I actually don't even like really know it's like a surgery where they basically take fat from your stomach inject it into your like ass and essentially you like basically get that hourglass figure from it that like Kylie Jenner and um basically Kylie Jenner has and that whole family, which like not, not one of their bodies is real, but um, because of that, that's what they, that's what it looks like. It's like skinny, small waist, big ass. And then usually you can tell if it's a BBL because the thighs don't match. Um, and so a the lot thighs of look bigger, the thighs look smaller, smaller. smaller. Yeah. Oh, I because, didn't even yeah. like, realize that. Yeah. If you look at Khloe Kardashian, you can tell her ass is fake because her thighs are really skinny. Because, like, uh-huh. if you look at what this body is modeled off of, and there's this incredible article in the cut about this this week, is um, 
it's so good. And it's basically about how this black woman, this is a black woman's body, quote, naturally, I guess. And that's what most people sort of started emulating. I mean, big asses weren't okay until Kim Kardashian sort of started doing that. And she basically, their whole, a lot of the, that family's style has been copied from black culture. And so the BBLs that have gotten popular, I think started probably with the Kardashians and then moved into like Instagram model culture, which I don't think either of us are like deeply deep enough in to really understand because like uh, it's out of control. Like there's people with millions and millions and millions of followers who get their BBLs and like they document the journey on YouTube or they put it like, and then they like basically build a massive following off of their body that they paid for. And I mean, if that's possible to do with just $10,000 and a trip to the Dominican Republic, then I feel like some people will just do that. Wait, 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 wait. Trip to the Dominican Republic. You can't get that here. You can get it here. It's just more expensive. So you can go to the DR. There was this popular picture of these women of like wheelchairs, like lines of wheelchairs getting on the plane to go home after getting BBLs in the DR. This reminds me of um, in the Lula Rich documentary, how like the women would go to like Tijuana to get their stomachs stapled. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so okay. So this is like a thing that's like really how's the recovery time on the BBL? Six weeks. Six weeks of what? You can't can't sit. You can't sit. Sit? You can't sit. What do you do? Then you have you to do? like lay down or you have to like put be on your knees. Basically, you can't sit on your ass. I, I don't know if you can't so sit Kim on Kardashian, your ass for six weeks, but I, you can't sit. How do you go to work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what these girls are doing. Like, how does one Zoom for their work after? <laughs> yeah, they must be on their knees. <laughs> it's, I can't. Oh. You know what's funny is that like I'm trying to find like three weeks to freeze my eggs where I don't have anything like important mm-hmm. that I'll like fuck up from being hormonal. And these people are taking six weeks yeah. to be fully horizontal. But the issue I, that I see with it How is it's like in a wheelchair to get on the plane. They have like there's like a there's a there's a pillow. You have there's BBL pillows. Oh my yeah. god. It's like a wow. whole thing. But the issue is they're, like, 19, and people are dying. Like, the, de- the death rate on this is bad. Like, it's because bad. Because they're going to the Dominican Republic or even in America? Well, in, in, in America, too, but my, I would presume a lot of them are just from bad surgeons. But, like, people are fucking dying from this. Like, and, like – Because – like, they're dying because of, like, the anesthesia? Botched or ones. Of the, like, botched, botched ones. ones. Like, what happens? Like, you're – I don't know. I can't read into that. I'll throw up. I'll throw up. Oh, my God. Like, so, yeah. They just misplace your fat. Like they just Yeah. It. Or it's like very or they don't recover properly. Probably because they don't have six weeks to actually recover. Cause most people who get plastic surgery are working class, like statistically, and they probably don't have the right recovery time, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, that's a really long recovery. Okay. So yeah. BBLs appropriating the black woman figure. But then and- when black women do it, they get basically like a lot more hate than if like someone who's else a, would. do you who's a black woman who we would know who has done it wendy or not like wendy oh, wendy. wendy oh duh yeah okay is she so, getting yeah. hate for her bbl or is she getting is she getting hate because like she's in her second season and like 
things are going. That's what I can't badly. tell. That's what I can't tell. I think, well, first of all, this season is not that great, but um, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of boring, but I guess we're comparing it to like Erica Girardi, but. Um. <laughs> well, I loved Wendy last season and this season mm-hmm. I feel like, like, I do feel like she's very different. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are like, why is she getting like ridiculed for this when like, it's like a black, it's a, it's a black woman's choice to do what she wants with her body but then like it's like why don't you love yourself and then like but yeah I think it's also that she was honest about it because most of like the other public figures we know who get BBLs like the Kardashians they're not honest about it they go to the gym quote so it's like we can't really like ridicule them if they don't come forward about it yeah no the gym has never like (laughs) like the idea that the gym like fully changes your figure is just laughable. Like it's not possible. Yeah, I've been. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I've been. I tried it yeah. actually. I asked them to look I like that. Tried that particular technique. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, it definitely will make you like. Because I think the difference between like a BBL or like really any serious plastic surgery like that versus like the old diet and exercise is that like. Mm. Diet and exercise are just sort of, like, going to adjust whatever your existing figure is. And, like, the going to the gym or, uh, sorry, getting a BBL or really yeah. any sort of, like, liposuction-related surgery, like, is going to create a different – it's just not going to be the same as you losing or gaining weight. It's going to be, like, a new thing. Exactly. And I feel like it's kind of um, – it's – kind of likened to getting your boobs done when people are like criticizing it. And I mean, so many women got their boobs done, you know? So so one of my followers asked me like, what do you feel like it's different than like you getting your lashes done or you getting like your nails done? And I'm kind of like, well, yes, because it's life threatening, but also because like, yes, wanting to change your appearance in order to fit in with society is like a very normal thing to do. But like at the end of the day, it's really just a bandaid for the fact that like you're getting your validation externally. I think that's it's a controversial right. well, take, but I think that's well, it's what I think. A, well, I I get that too, and we can just just the the reason like getting your nails done and like wearing your makeup is like not comparable is because like you can just change your nail polish like you can like you can't like undo your BBL unless you again go under real surgery and eyelashes like they're gonna come off like you can have them removed like it's not like it's not like people are like looking at at your like fake your nail color and like oh those must be her natural nails like (laughs) straight out i wish i had nails like that i wish i had that french tip like you you can't do that exactly right exactly no one's like that's really yeah so no i think what something you just said about how like it's 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 hard to walk the line like in terms of like a logical um And I'm someone who I'm just disclosing. I've gotten plastic surgery. I've done fillers. I've done Botox. Like I am not like a hater in this area at all. But I do feel like there is a hard time reconciling like I am changing myself, but I also am accepting myself and loving myself. Yeah. So it's like you're being told to love yourself, but also to change yourself. And then we wonder why women want to constantly change themselves. Yeah. I mean, like it's kind of I feel like. For me, like if someone were to offer me an S curve surgery, like which is like a skinny BBL, um, for (laughs) which is up, it's what um, I think it's what like 
Kylie's BFF Stassi baby got? Like, if someone were to offer me that for free, would I take it? Like, or would I not? Because, like, yes, I do, as we've said, hot people get further on the internet. Like, if I just want to be a hot girl for the rest of my life and, like, not, like, do all of this, like, difficult work that I've signed up to do in this life, would I do that? And I don't know. It's also just, like, not – it's not just the internet. It's like life. Mm. It's all of life. It's like you walk into a room, a meeting with someone. Yeah. There's like a, there's the halo effect. Like these aren't fake. They're real. They're not fake. I get I have definitely have pretty privilege and I definitely feel like when I walk into a room with like sometimes like it depends on what room I walk in. Sometimes it's like work and it's like I'm taken less seriously, um which I don't and then sometimes it's like a room with people and people want to be your friend because you're prettier. People want to give you things because you look better. Like if you go to the club, like there's been countless times when like I've skipped the line and like, that's because I look good. And it's like the, that itself is a real thing. It does mean you can have like an easier life, but like, doesn't mean I'm not insecure as fuck half the time. Right. Right. No, totally. I mean, you, it just means, I think what it means is just like moving through life with a little bit more ease. Like you're yeah. just gonna get questioned less. You're gonna get mm. like, you're gonna get like perceived more warmly off the bat. Like, yeah. so it does matter. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've gotta try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And 
they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Just talking about like social media, like how I know you post you like tips every morning. How do you like personally deal with the pressures of social media? Like, do you ever want to just like take a break? I want to quit probably like once a week um, sometimes, okay. <laughs> um, but like not really quit because like I, at my core, love making content. I love sharing my life with people. I think I have always been like that, like wanted to share my life and also have like loved things like YouTube and social media and influencers from the jump. Um, but like, I also feel like there is in order to really grow, in order to make something out of it, you have to be very consistent and you have to put out a lot of content all, all like all the time. And it's sometimes just physically like within the week impossible to create that much and put it all out there and like also have a social life, also take care of my relationship, also be a big sister and also work a full-time job. Like there's so much to do. And I feel like as much as my audience probably doesn't care if I don't show up one or two days out of the week, the algorithm does. And that's where I feel like I am so scared of like losing momentum because I took a mental health break because there's the algorithms aren't designed for that. It's a competition of who posts the most. And if you don't post the most, then you lose, you know? So it's kind of scary. And I think I deal with it. I take, I'm trying this new thing where I take one full day off of social media a week I did that this week and Jeff was like don't even get to vlog while we're out here like nothing <laughs> and it was amazing and I felt refreshed but then I didn't want to make more content the next day because I was like why don't I just relax you know so you lose the momentum sometimes no I get that like I do not have the um ability to like consistently be putting things out every day and like I would like to mm -hmm. but like by the time like I finish what I actually have to do. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard. How do you decide like what you're going to like actually make versus like like a fleeting thought? Mm, I feel like when it comes I think that my like shift recently has been like I'm just going to share lifestyle content and sort of like give myself a lot of time throughout the week to just like post what I want to post when I want to post it as opposed to like because when I, I find that when I create and batch things and then post them like later on, it doesn't feel as natural to me to like plan out content. Like, because I feel like every day is different. The news cycle is always different. Like what people are talking about is always different. Like I couldn't have imagined that like a week ago, like a week ago before that cut story came out about BBLs, I wasn't thinking about BBLs, you know? So it's like right. that kind of thing that um, is is hard. But I feel like vlogs and that type of thing is just easy because it's just sharing my life. And so that's kind of right. where I am. And then if something comes to me, then I'll create it. Right. Vlogging is 
much easier. I totally agree with you. Like something, there's something weird about like just the atmosphere of each new day that makes like some content like not suited to that day. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, I don't know what it is. Like there's just like a communal conscious consciousness that just like it doesn't fit into or it does fit into. And that I think is like what stops me a lot of the time. I'm like, I'm thinking about this, Mm. but like, is anybody else? (laughs) So usually yes, but sometimes it's something like last week was the Met and like, are you going to post a bolognese recipe during the Met? Like, no, like that's dumb. So it's kind of like, even though, you know, yes, maybe that's what I was making for dinner. Like, no, I'm going to talk about something else, you know? Okay. So like with all you have going on, I know you talk a lot about like rituals to like be present and mindful and just like overall, like stay mentally healthy. And like, I honestly wish that I had any of those thoughts when I was your age, like, oh, I should be like mentally healthy, not drinking my face off (laughs) and avoiding all my responsibilities. I mean, I do that pretty often too, but just doesn't make it on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you're still in the game. So like, what are you doing these days, like ritual wise to like improve your mental health and that sort of thing? Oh my God, so much. So I'm like in the process of making a YouTube video about my morning routine for anxiety because I feel like a lot of our, gen- of my generation of Gen Z really glamorizes mental illness, like to a point where it's like, you're not relatable or cool if you don't have depression or anxiety. And like, I do have anxiety and ADHD, but it's not like I want to, like that shit sucks. Right. It's not fun. So right. I have right. to do a lot on a daily basis to like, not spiral. So one of those things is like waking up early and going on like a morning walk. And the other is mostly journaling that I think is most important. So like the morning walk gets like, I have a lot of energy. Like you have to, I have to get steps and like energy out. Cause I notice if I don't take a morning walk, like this morning I didn't. And then around 10, I had an existential crisis and had to go. And like, I was like, all right, we got to go on a walk. So, um, then journaling for me is not something I did a year ago, but it's definitely sort of changed the game for me. And I think that's because you can't grow if you don't notice your growth and you have to self-reflect a lot more often than you think you do. And writing it down for me is the best way to do that. So for me, it's like, I like Friday, I had therapy and I had a huge revelation in therapy, a great time, but then I didn't journal until this morning. I forgot about it until this morning. And so until you remind yourself what you're learning on a day-to-day basis, you're not really going to internalize and start acting like that. So I just feel like it's really important to take that time for yourself. And so for me, journaling, even if it's just one page a day is really helpful. So. Right. I think that's a great point. I totally agree with you. I always do feel better when I journal, but again, I'm like so not good at at routines. Do you feel like you are a person who like meshes well with having a routine? So yes and no. So I like having micro routines, but I love switching shit up. Like I hate the concept of doing like the same thing for a month or a year. Like I have to travel once a month or I don't feel good. Like I think that I I enjoy a micro routine as in like every morning I journal, take a walk, listen to a podcast and like clean my apartment. But I would like, but I also rearrange my apartment every three months and sell furniture and do like, like I'm in the process of doing it right now. So it's like, I feel like I need a lot of change to feel stimulated, but like in the world, as the world is like so chaotic, I have to have like a few things that anchor me. 
Right. I get that. I, you have changed your apartment um, more than anyone I know. Yeah. Like, it's out of control. You, you've like remodeled it. Like I think you're three times now. Yeah. We're at the, we're at the third. Three this is a major, it. yeah, this is a major one that's coming up right now. So coming soon. Yes. Yeah. And still no color. Still no color. If you keep at, if y'all don't actually, we have a little bit of pink, but like if y'all keep it put, asking me to put plants. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. It's so it's so interesting what you say about the routine and the micro routine is because like I've just sort of been coming to the realization that like I am really bad at routines. And mm. Jordana asked me on our Back for Seconds episode like last – I think it was from yesterday or a few days ago. She said like, well, what motivates you ever mm. like to go for a walk? Like what, like what used to motivate you to like go for a walk or like work out? I'd be like losing weight only. Mm. Like that's the only – and then it sort of made me think like – the dieting and the weight loss completely like misled me that like the only motivation for why you would like move or caretake, like take care of mm. yourself is because it would make you thinner. But yeah, that's actually like not the benefit of a walk. No, I literally so. just learned. I, I'm not there with working out. I can walk. The only reason I walk is for my mental health because I know that I will have a crisis if I don't. But I recently was talking to my boyfriend who's like king of working like he works out three times a week like bikes every day like a fucking athlete hate him um he was like uh, he was like he was like yeah like I was telling him about working out talking to him about trying to bring working out back into my routine because like previously it was just to lose weight and he was like yeah well I do think like a priority for you should be taking care of yourself and I was like working out equals taking care of yourself. Like I had never wrapped my head around that. He's like, taking care of your health is important. And I was like, well, like all, I have to do all this other shit. Like I have to get all this other stuff done. And it's like prioritizing this for the sake of like living a long, healthy life and enjoying myself is not, is still not there in my head because it's like the second I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, let me look at the calorie burner. You know, it's like still really tough. Yeah, no, I, I've gotten like better at not looking at, I mean, I haven't even gone to a gym, but like, let's say my Peloton, I've gotten better mm -hmm. at like not even like really paying attention to the calories, but like my motivation to go on the Peloton is still so much less than it would have been if I were like trying to burn my 400 calories and then track them in an app so mm -hmm. I could eat more. Like exactly. that was like, like that's still like there a little bit. That like that to me is like why you would work out and that's why working out feels good. Um, yeah. I try to yeah. – I can't remember a time when I wasn't doing it to, to lose weight, but I do remember when I was like super consistent with going to these workout classes, how I felt like stronger and I was so like proud of that and of like being able to do push-ups and planks and all this stuff after going consistently for a few months. And then the pandemic struck. And then I, there was no, there's not really been a way for me to integrate working out since then because it was so heavily tied with like, be, that was like, that was my F factor era was when I was going to those workout classes. So like, I can't yeah. like take them apart. Like, of course I want to be stronger, but I don't want to like in a, in a part sacrifice my mental health to do so. Right. Well, I have to ask, how are you post F factor era? Like looking back on that, like where, like, where do you see, what do you think? Oh my God. I feel that whole situation. That whole situation still 
affects me to this day and not like because I feel like because I'm annoyed by any of the characters in it because I've blocked them um but because my half my following came from there and like in building my following I feel like it's been very hard to like let go of that because so many people are still there criticizing me in different ways and like that gets tiring um it's but it's also like she's still over there talking about white bread being bad for you. And it's like, <laughs> right, people, people are right, still like, falling for it. So it almost feels like nothing changed on that end of things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look, like we haven't like looked at the numbers of the business, obviously, but like it's the same business, but you know what? Like I do. If feel you like want to the- do that, so if you want to eat 100 calories a day, be my guest. But, like, don't be mad when you develop an eating disorder out of it. Like, or when your diet has, causes that for other people. Like, just take some responsibility, maybe. Right, right. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know if she could ever. I mean, you could really say any diet causes it. Oh, you could like, easily. I never did a factor, and here yeah. I am. Like any yeah. diet for sure. It's it's a it's more of a cultural thing than a specific one. That one just had a bunch of interpersonal issues attached to it yeah that was a wild time i can't believe it that was a scandalous time it was like a year that was a very scandalous time yeah i have to ask do you feel like since the pandemic that the walking game, like the step game has become like really popular. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone these days is just recommending that I go for a walk and that it'll like clear my head. And like, you're right. Like it actually yeah. does clear my head, but I don't feel like anyone used to walk. We didn't walk because we, we were busy. Work. Exactly. Like, we were busy. Why would we be walking? Right. What? Why do you think people started walking? Is it just like time? I think yeah, I think it's time because like previously, like I was in college, so I was probably getting in the 10k steps because I was going to class and yeah. then to the house and then going to my apartment and going out. But like now that I'm home and work and sit at a computer for eight hours a day, if I don't go on a walk, then I don't leave my house that day. So it's like I think right. that's what it is: is that people are doing the the walks because they have time. I literally never used to walk. And then in the pandemic started, I started doing these like 90 minute walks. It's crazy. Right. And it's become like, right, right. Like everyone's like walking. Everyone I feel like I talked to was like walking aimlessly for like 45 minutes to an hour a day or more. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. why? Why?" It's crazy. Yeah. That's like why um, you got to get your podcast. You got to get your walk and then you need to come back. But it is kind of weird. I used to, I only recently started walking, not with coffee, like not to get a coffee, like walking to get a coffee was, uh, was the thing. And now that's just not like, I've been like, okay, I have a coffee machine at home or it's like noon and I'm like stressed out. So I'm going to walk. It's crazy. Right. Do you feel like since we're not like, like, I think it's sort of like a foregone conclusion that like, we're never I don't want to say never, but we're not going back to like a five day in the office work week for a while. Mm -mm. And I, and not only that, but like, I don't think that like socializing is going to be like a hundred percent normal for a while. Like, I don't think we're getting to this place where that we used to be in, where it's like every day is like an eight hour work day. And then you have an event and then you, and every night you have to see someone Mm. or, or something like that. Like, I don't think that's going to come back anymore. 
But how do you think that like affects people's health? Because like, I feel like I need to like buck up my own calendar and make sure that I'm like building in time to go somewhere or like whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just feels like a really big shift. I think it is a really big shift that no one has the capacity to really understand what it's going to look like. Because like for me, my return to office has been delayed, delayed, delayed. Like I was supposed to start going back in last week and then next month. And then now it's not until January. (laughs) I know. Um, Now it's not until January. And it's like, that's for me, like, when it was going to be in like six weeks, I started panicking because I was like, how the hell am I going to get everything done and go to the office and get dressed and like do add in the commute time and like speak to all these people. That's really scary to me. But at the same time, now that I know we're about to head into winter and get seasonal depression again, I'm like, I do want to go to the office because if I'm at home all day in the winter, I feel like that'll be really dark. And if I go to the office, at least I can like get myself out of my shell, you know? Um, Right. But like, that's the difference in the shift for me because like I'm, I need some human interaction to like energize me and then my alone time to like accept it all. But like my boyfriend is an introvert who would like rather die than go back into the office, no matter how dark it is outside. So it's like a really weird thing that like the introverts are living for this, but like, I don't know if I can all, can do that forever. Right. Well, I wonder like, is it actually, I prefer this, like I prefer not going anywhere, but I wonder like, is this actually good for me or is it just like catering to my worst habits? And I like that, you know, that's what I, I wonder too. Cause like I, it's nice to like not have to show up every day like as as who you want to as who you're supposed to be but I also think sometimes it's like now we're just kind of used to it and like to be honest this was is the only safe space for a lot of us too so we're associating it with like health and safety subconsciously even though we're not necessarily even though not necessarily like one day I'm sure outside will be just as safe as it was but like not really you know like it I think subconsciously I don't want to leave because like I don't want to get sick but I also like I don't know I think it's like well even before the pandemic like I hated leaving the house like I always Mm -hmm. felt like anxious being around people now I'm like oh I have an actual reason for that like I have an excuse (laughs) and but I don't think that like I think that I'm happier Mm -hmm. like if I had to rate it on a scale probably happier when I'm out and like seeing people and like doing things because like now I'm just sort of like I call it being in the womb like being in my apartment is like being in the womb and it's like I feel so comfortable but like I also feel like there's this great amount of like inertia Mm -hmm. which is not like good for a human because Again, like I barely walked. I barely like it's not like I'm like, oh, thriving health wise because I'm not working. I was just gonna say I went to the office last week and I commuted and it wasn't so bad, but then the next day I was like, I could do this again, but then I was like, I'm not gonna commute so that I can yeah. come home. Like I can exactly. just be home this whole time. <laughs> exactly. I think that's like the craziest part is like you're gonna go so you can come back. Like what for? Like I feel like I'm gonna that- go tomorrow though. Oh go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. That's fun. I feel like, yeah, a few times a week is fine, but not every day. I don't think I can ever go back to every day. That's for sure. That's not happening. I also think that like, it's easier to stay at home 
when you have like a more established career. Like I think being not being in the office for me for my first year in the workforce, I feel I feel like I missed out on so much like networking, so much of my like like I like I lost my senior year of college and then I also lost my first year post grad and it's like that's why I'm fine with going back to the office because like wh- where else am I going to get FaceTime with executives? Where else am I going to like actually build a network? And like, it's not possible real. It's not, it's much harder to do that when you're just trying to figure out what you want. And like our only perception of like the future is what like we saw before the pandemic, but that's like rapidly changing. So it's very hard to like, plan out my future knowing that this is like it's all changing all at once yeah that definitely makes sense because like I mean even it's harder to get to know people like Mm. how much like are you going to learn about them over zoom exactly our last like listener dm and I feel like I need this advice too is like how are you pushing yourself on days when you feel like shit like how are you like how are you getting through those Mm, days when I feel like shit I have like a sort of three-step process that I like force myself into doing which is I sort of I start by stepping back because if I like whatever I'm doing when I'm feeling that intense anxiety where like takes up my chest and I'm like sort of frozen I usually notice I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling to like get out of whatever is happening and so I take like I take a second and I like take my phone put it away like no social media for that moment and like sort of stop whatever is is causing that anxiety and then I take after, after like, I take a step back I need to like settle into my body so figuring out like what is the root cause of this anxiety and I'm not saying on those days where I feel like shit that I do this every single time because usually it's like three or four days of like a buildup. like I'm not journaling I'm not going on my walks I'm eating everything I'm like doing too much and then the last day where I'm frozen is when this happens and I sort of do that by like either going on a walk or taking a shower and just thinking about like why am I so frustrated by whatever's happening like is it what at the root of this dm is really pissing me off what at the root of this like weird comment at work is really making me feel insecure and then i i like sort of reset so i'm like okay what's the worst that could happen in this situation and then like what's the i guess like what do i really want out of this and what am i going to do next so either that's making a list or it's reminding myself like when i had a breakdown and felt like the worst um, a week ago because of like crazy people in the DM. I, I sobbed about it for a little bit, which is embarrassing, but like I'm a human being. It's not embarrassing. And then I was like, okay, what, this is not my target audience. Like I come up with a logical reason and then just try to train my emotions to like understanding what that logical reason is. But at the same time, you can't, like, I, like you said, apologize for those emotions. Cause they're not, they're not, they're very natural, you know? Right. I think we're just generally like not prepared in life for the emotions that like we will have to deal with and it can be very mm-hmm. overwhelming. But no, I think taking a taking a shower for me is also a huge one. Like I feel like a new person when I come out of the shower, like Truly. I could I don't I, I don't know why that is, but like I feel the same way. I feel like that is the best place to get yourself out of a spiral. Yeah. Um doesn't mean you're not going to feel shitty after, but like uh it helps like a little. Right. It helps so much. I love a shower. I love a bath. Yeah. I love a skincare moment. 
the, I love a fake, you know, what they call like the fake self-care. Although like, oh, I, love I it. don't think like skincare is fake self. I don't think like showers, skincare. I think fake self-care is like, I think what makes something self-care ultimately comes down to your motivations. Mm. Like, are you doing it for like, like a weird obsessive perfectionist reason? Or are you like doing it because you like, from a common rational yeah it's like are you doing it to anybody? like post it on instagram or are you doing it because it actually makes you feel better yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that iteration of self-care people have replaced that with like they're walking yeah the walks <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right so thank you so much alexis for all your updates everyone go follow alexis at alexis barber and you will see her amazing content and send her nice dms Thank um, you. we're about to record alexis is also going to be on the thursday episode we're going to do a non-scale win and a dear dst and we're going to give you some advice and um do you have anything else to share update everybody on anything in, in particular you want people to follow um subscribe to my youtube i'm working hard on it and follow my instagram because we're almost at 10k Thank and you. TikTok. Oh, and TikTok. Follow my TikTok. It's so fun over there. I'm just living my life. It is. No, you're like, you inspire me to like, oh, it doesn't like, it can just be like your life. Like Exactly. You know? Like I yeah. don't have to like inspire people and like teach them everything. You know? It doesn't need to all be that intense. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So please rate, review, and subscribe if you, if you want to be a subscriber and sorry. Okay. Please rate and review. I'm so bad at this. All right. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Diet Stars Tomorrow if you are interested in our premium exclusive episodes and getting the regular episodes a day early without ads. Subscribe to DST Back for Seconds. It is our premium subscription on Apple and Spotify. And um, obviously follow me at Sammy and the Diet Starts Tomorrow account at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.